Welcome to Be The Light Podcast. This podcast is about building a momentum of positive change and healing in you by shining the light on teachers and the wisdom they have to share with us to help us to remember our inner light and to continue to grow. I'm your host, Maria Kammerer. Thanks for joining me today. In this episode, I'm speaking with Max Raphael. Max is owner and founder of True Resonance, a wellness company with the mission of helping people attune to an authentic sense of well-being that inspires greater harmony and purpose in everyday life. Among other modalities, Max offers private and group sessions of singing bowl sound healing, which he discovered and studied with master teachers while living abroad in Asia. Through this practice of relaxation, he merges his professional experience as a sound engineer with his passion for the healing arts. I'm also grateful because Max also edits and co-produces this podcast, and he donated one of his recordings for our theme music at the beginning and end of each episode. Hope you enjoy this conversation. It's always good to sit with you and talk with you. And thank you for joining me today on this podcast adventure. <laughs> it's an honor to be here. Thank you. You've been such a big part of it, actually. And, um, you know, the, the beautiful sounds that you share at the, at the beginning of, and the end of the podcast and through your work of sound healing and tea ceremony and our friendship have really gotten to know you and honor you and walk along this journey with you in my life. So I'm so grateful for that and the many gifts that you share in the world and with me, selfishly. (laughs) (laughs) It's a wild, fun, grateful ride. It is. It is. It's so good. And... um, I want to I want to talk to you about you and your beingness, you know, and mm. and what you're sharing with the world. And mm. so, can you tell me about sound healing and why why are you doing sound healing? Hmm. Okay, sure. <laughs> um, it's all kind of related to this podcast too. My work yeah. with the podcast being. Uh, on more of the audio engineering side, which is my original trade. It's something that kind of found me uh, at a younger age, and then I kind of dove into it on my own as a teenager. Mm. I had my own recording studio, (laughs) and, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I just taught myself, and, um, you know, I had a kind of interesting experience with that in high school you know I recorded a lot of like gangster rap oh and, I love uh, it <laughs> and uh, you know, at you. I have all these memories of you know my dad kind of <laughs> coming upstairs you know in a really monotone voice like there's someone here at the door for you I think they're <laughs> here to record you know after school after high school and um <sighs> you know it'd be like some guy or another guy or you know his entourage and <laughs> And then his, whole I, you know, his whole posse, <laughs> and they'd come upstairs above the kitchen, my wow. in my family's house, and and uh, you know I'd be recording and just 
I'm like every so often looking around the room like how did I end up in the room with these guys and you know why do they trust me and what you know like I have no idea you know um I but, feel like that with you <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I was your, your friendly gangster rapper as well <laughs> it makes sense because sometimes I think you look like a pirate there you go (laughs) well I guess somebody rubbed off on me (laughs) other times like a monk right (laughs) so part of that for me too has been like kind of showing up finding myself in the room with so many different bunches of people throughout you know my life so far and I think that the common thread though the way that that even ties into sound healing and energy healing Mm. reiki like we just got to practice uh, to settle into this interview which was so nice is that what what audio engineering really gave me is in learning that field and practice um, especially like sort of at the turn before it just became all digital Mm. was learning about the kind of vibe and the atmosphere of a recording session mm. and it's all about listening and it's not about listening to music only it's about listening to body language to uh, the energy of the room to the energy of the person you're working with and also the other people behind the glass with you the producers or the entourage the posse the rest <laughs> of the band um, But really, I think because I wasn't ever really, I didn't consider myself a musician, an accomplished musician, um, music was always kind of a drudgery for me. Mm. It was kind of a club I beat myself with, you know, to try to (laughs) get good and proficient at an instrument. Yeah. But really, I think what what kept me in the recording field was that I just loved those moments of deep listening and trying to read people's energies and trying to get the sound that they had in their head or in their heart you know recorded and try to get it out of them to bring it out of them through their best performance so it was like you know Mm. I was blown away by the art of that of how kind of receptive and passive and uh, uh, intuitive it could be and at the same time technical right and um, technique yeah exactly so, but you play that like an instrument. You know, you play the technique, the technical pieces like an instrument to hold that space. And now I can see why people trust you to hold hold their music that way and to bring it out into the world. Because you're really bridging, you know, almost you're holding that moment, that moment of deep peace or listening and what's really happening in their heart and making it possible to bridge out into the world, right? It's like a container. Sometimes we talk about that. Sure. You know, this container that you're creating through your skill of sound engineer and that deep listening. It's wonderful, and I can see where how you ended up. How do, You know, now you're doing... Then you went off to healing, right? Or... Yeah, I thought I put audio down, you know. <laughs> I ended up leaving it behind when I when I left the country in mm. 2013. I had already started uh, learning some healing through practicing Reiki mm-hmm. and uh, going through the training that I had gone through thus far. Um, excuse me, but um, uh, so you left the really, country. I Where left did the country. You go? I mean, you went <laughs> everywhere, but why did you leave? I I can't 
You don't totally know. put my finger on why <laughs> it was like you know yeah. it kept on coming back to me this desire to leave and go study tea um, because I was interested in tea and I I so far even, from sound right a little yeah definitely um, mm. you know like you're already drawing together a lot of the parallels of these practices and healing yeah. and sound and everything and, and audio recording which I love. <laughs> It's all, you know, been coming together more for me over time. But for me, tea was this kind of contemplative practice that stitched together at the time my yoga practice, my meditation practice, um, those things. So uh, it, it, it was like an everyday kind of living way to feel closer to that, you know, mm. tranquil place inside mm. and a way to tap into it in a, in a very, you know, pleasurable way was through drinking tea you know, enjoying it on my own or with other people. Um, but I wanted to, I wanted to dive in a little deeper. I wanted to know tea like a friend, mm. you could say. You know, I didn't really yeah. even want to know all the technical parts of it necessarily. All of the history and lore. It, it's interesting, but I knew that there was some kind of connection, some kind of spiritual connection mm. through tea. Mm. And I just booked a flight to Taiwan. <laughs> Based on, you know, only so much. And then the path was just like laying out in front of me as I went, you know. But I did put everything down, you know. I left my apartment. Um, I left the relationship I was mm -hmm. in, the job I had. I put everything away. And still somehow I, I got a round trip ticket, which was kind of funny. That was like, you know, rudimentary me not realizing <laughs> the way these trips tend to flow. So, um yeah, I ended up going to Taiwan, and I found a, a spiritual a tea center to practice at, and I extended that trip, mm. um, and I went to other places like India um, and Thailand, and, you know, was meditating and, and just kind of, you know, just finding myself and finding a lot of myself that I realized I was trying to get away from mm. by going out of the country. Yeah. But a lot of beautiful things as well, and... Really, it's like the more of the difficulty I found, the more I, I relied on those tools like meditation and tea and, and Reiki. And, mm. and then later, as I uh, was living in Taiwan, uh, maybe a year and a half to two years after that, um, I had come out to move to Taiwan to practice full time at that tea center. And someone just told me about um, the, this guy up north in Taipei who was practicing singing bowl sound healing and you know I was just like <laughs> I couldn't tell you once again it was just like going to Taiwan I'm like I'm interested I don't know why I I need to go and see what this guy's all about and um so I went up to this uh who I would learn later was a pretty renowned um singing bowl sound healer mm. named Hans de Bach. And uh, he's from the Netherlands, but he spends half the year in Taiwan. And he had this amazing sound room, treatment room, with a massive collection of very rare antique instruments uh, from the Himalayan region, mm. from Thailand, um, from India. So I got to lay down and have all these singing bowls put on my body and around my body and, wow. you know, have the gong played around me. And um, all in this really delicate space where I just kind of fell into my a deeper part of myself 
deeper and deeper through these sessions and it was like this happy place and I just I, I had to go back you know I went back a few more times and um, I was like so blown away by the sound and then I realized a little bit after that point that oh you know I thought I put sound away mm-hmm. when I left the country yeah and then I, I laughed that not only had it come back but it was really there all along because when I look back at the Reiki training mm-hmm. um, that I did before I left the country um, the things that re- the, the experiences and practices that right. probably most affected me were the chanting mm-hmm. and making the, the seed sounds and mm-hmm. having and sharing that practice with other people in a room it was such a deep connection to me so I guess I could say that just in my own temperament, there was always an affinity for sound. Mm. And sound was always kind of like a door or a gateway to go deeper into an experience of myself. Mm. And especially an experience that's, you know, cuts underneath my normal thinking, which is, you know, I try to keep the world and the day and myself and others all in this box, Mm. you know, like we all do to try to survive and get through our day we you know live through our understanding and it's scary when we go into that space that we don't understand right and yet that can be a space of possibility it can be a space of healing it can be really where we've been hiding everything we need <laughs> yeah so <laughs> underneath all of that is right is freedom and, and peace and yeah. possibility yeah and I look at a lot of these practices that have stuck with me, the sound, the tea, uh, Reiki mm. um, in particular. Those practices, in a way, for me, they have a common thread and that they give a way for me and I think others to stop and to witness and acknowledge that deeper part of ourself that maybe is a little bit just beyond our realm of understanding, but in a gentle way. We're not falling off the cliff of our understanding yeah. into our chasm of what we don't understand and being tossed around, you know, by the waves of life. But it's more like a practice or an activity or a gentle guide mm. back to the core of oneself um, where we find really whatever maybe we need in that moment. So it could be different every time. So mm. it's just an invitation. It's a pointer. It could be a sip of tea. It could be the ring of a, a bell or a bowl. Yeah, or um, the hands, or the, um, the hands on the body. The hands on the body. The Reiki practice, yeah. Yeah, and so in a way, these are all like outward expressions of the inner space that we cultivate, kind of in our own, in our everyday lives, but also right in that moment. You know, mm. you you set this tone inside yourself, and then you have this way to express that tone. And mm-hmm. others can pick up on that and drop in with you. Mm-hmm. And then when you drop in together, especially, you... It harmonizes. You harmonize, yeah, yeah you resonate It sings together. out. It sings out from you, right? Yep. And so that could really be to do with, like I said, the energy healing practices, um, mm-hmm. our meditation practices, a chanting practice you share, the sound practice. Um, so... In a way, then, I, I not only found, oh, that, you know, I didn't leave sound, but then I started to learn what sound was to me in retrospect. Yeah. I started to see 
you know, my path and my career with sound engineering in a different way as well. It actually, it actually became very spiritual. I was like, wow, you know, this is, I was in love with that moment of listening and tapping into my intuition and using, you know, kind of both sides of my brain at the same time. Yeah. And all for the sake, usually, of letting something come through in art, you know, that's something that meant somebody to somebody. Sure. Uh, meant something to someone, but now I kind of am so grateful to to retap into audio engineering in specific projects that that I think are really meaningful um, in a in a spiritual way, especially in a way that you know is bringing about a positive change inside and outside in our world. Mm-hmm. So. For that reason, I'm, I'm just really happy to be part of this podcast. Um, well, thanks. The world is happy to have you in it and all and benefits greatly from your your skill. You know, your skill adds that that opening it up and and really honoring the sound that needs to come forth, the the message that needs to come forth, and you know, and being on the other end of that, it just being able to witness how you work and how it is so meditative. And I know we talked about, like, I really wanted that the Be The Light project to be the healing itself, that we work on it and that it is the healing itself as we work. And I really Mm -hmm. appreciated that you were right there with me in that. Mm -hmm. You know, you understood immediately, right, that, this is, if we're, if we're holding back our spiritual life from our ordinary, everyday stuff, then there's a part of us that's compartmentalized. It's separated, separated from the rest of us. So mm-hmm. just letting all those walls kind of fall, fall down, melt away. Mm-hmm. Because right? right. you're what you're what you're saying or you're resonating with is just loosening it all up and opening into a bigger space, right? A bigger connection with everything. Yeah, I mean, it sounds so cliche, um, but what? So as I started to collect those singing bowls and mm. seek them out um, after I had that experience in Taiwan and practice with them on my own. Um, I found that sound, of course, you know, it's not just about music now, it's not just about working with sound in a studio, but in this really internal way as well, taking those sounds inside. Mm-hmm. And for me anyways, they kept on guiding me back to this principle of, you know, letting go of what I'm holding on to that I think I know so well. Right. And opening up to a greater and greater dimension of myself and you know of the universe of how things work of how life is you know and and then more and then more and repeat and repeat so in a way that's what's and you know you could tie that to an analogy with sound you know that the more open you know the more openly you hold that little bell that I held in the beginning the more it will sing the more it will resonate right um but uh, that, for me, so far, with this practice of, of sound healing, has, um, has been about letting go of that 
sense of giver and receiver, mm-hmm. um, which is something that, you know, couldn't be done in a recording studio. I mean, someone's <laughs> yeah. got to push the button. <laughs> someone's got to push <laughs> so, the button. <laughs> so with uh, the Reiki training Agreed. that, you know, we've, yeah. we've shared a, a parts of, you know, with yeah. the, the philosophy of, um, of undoing some of our philosophies of, like you said, not compartmentalizing Mm-hmm. what this is, our processes, or the way we live each moment, but to kind of let it be a flow and a giving and receiving and not holding on to mm-hmm. who's giving, who's receiving, yes. what's being given, what's being received. Yeah. And I think that practice with Reiki taught me kind of how to take in every other practice that I came across uh, near and far mm, yeah and the sound I could see that yeah it deepened it because actually the sound when you hold it that way you're not attached to it you're not a you know there's no mind element in it in a way it's like so uh, clean or clear right the sound is so clear that it's it's just given freely and then yeah. there's um, so it's like it when I've experienced sound with you, it's like it rises within each person. Mm. It's almost that the that it's not just one instrument sounding. It's like each person's. Um, it's rising from within them because mm-hmm. it's like resonating with them. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, but that's really yeah. beautiful, um, and that is very much like a Reiki practice. Hmm. Right in a way, there's that. There's all those parallels with um, non-duality. You know, not feeling separate because the sound just goes through you. You know, you have that direct experience with that mm-hmm. in your body. You know, the sensation that goes on and on and on beyond your body. Mm-hmm. It's like Reiki. You know, that it's not you separate from the rest of the room and the group. Practicing, yeah, you're giving, bigger, and emitting, yeah, Reiki no big and... giver, no receiver, no you, no me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just that open space mm-hmm. of what arises, right? And, and I, I, and what do you think is like really powerful about that? You know, it's like why, why do we practice that way instead of you get a sprinkle of chimes here on your third chakra and you know mm-hmm. I mean there's nothing wrong with that but mm-hmm. what is do you think the gift of that well I think there's probably more than I know that are yeah. you know being received in the moment but um, a few things that come to mind is for one it lets us be more authentic because uh, one of the main offerings that I do is um, uh, a group sound experience called a sound journey. Mm. And we, everyone lays down and I'll play singing bowls and play different instruments and play them around the room as well and give everyone a kind of a 3D experience and take the room on a sort of intuitive journey of mm. progression through different sounds and tones and instruments. But... I've really, for the last couple of years, began almost all of them with a big portion of vocal toning, which the whole group shares. Mm. So before everyone lies down, we're all sitting up and we're practicing these really simple sounds. Um, 
And one thing that that does is it's sort of, without needing to put attention to it, it levels the playing field because we're all kind of in it together. We're all imprinting the space with mm-hmm. our sound yeah. and our presence. And we're all even, you know, kind of syncing up our breathing. Yeah. So we're all arriving in the space together. And not only does it take the pressure <laughs> yeah. off of me, yeah. because I'm yeah, like, okay, true. you know, we've all kind of broken the ice. We've all mm-hmm. kind of entered into the space and put our sound forth. So now I don't have to think about what I am doing, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, so it lets us be authentic. And, and like you said, let go of this idea of giving and receiving and which can be nice. It can be nice to have an intention. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we've been talking about, it takes a sense, I think, of, um, it takes a sense of vulnerability and openness and you could say courage to... Trust, maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe courage. trust. Courage is good, too. It yeah, depends. because you don't know what's going to come. You don't know what arises in that space. Yeah. But you just let go and you trust that the group receives what it needs, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and then then it's really, really wonderful that way. It's mm. so much more open. And then, and I think the, um, the gift of that is that instead of measuring, I'm going to do this much for you, mm-hmm. we let go of the giver, receiver, and be in that open space, and then it's immeasurable. And yeah, and that even sounds more, you know, it even sounds a little bit like hard to grasp or esoteric, but it's true in that. You can just relax. I mean, it's just like, oh, it it means like in practical terms, you're free to be yourself and you can experience the sound the way you need to or the healing the way that you need to. Right. Right. Receive the energy or the peace, whatever you want to call it each person the way that they need to, which is so wonderful. Right. Right? Right. It's And the, the second answer I was going to give to why we do it this way. Take two. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. No. Part two. The first that. answer was great. Yeah. Well, part, part, two part two is kind of, it's, it's kind of really almost the same in that um, it's just better. It's, it's just empirically it better. better you know? <laughs> Practical I've, terms, it feels better. It just feels better. And maybe you feel Agreed. that way yeah. with, um, with Reiki with practices Reiki. in that, you know, when you do come with a plan, you know, you maybe had experience. I've had my own experience of, yeah. you know, I need to really come with a plan. I need to, I I need to be mean. more strategic about this. <laughs> and, you know, tell it's like, you know, a story to myself. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm coming here to do and... I want and to I know how I want to help, and, or help them, you know, yeah. and it's all with the best intentions. Um, but then, you know, you do it that way and then you, you, you be it the other way <laughs> and you just, if you come out of it and you realize, wow, that was, uh, is multidimensional, you know, it's kind of hard to grasp, yeah. um, yeah. what we get when we drop into that space Yeah. and we can't really say by definition, we can't really say why or how right. it works better that way. But, you know, I think it's a gift, if nothing else, in a really general way. It's a gift just to have that opportunity to be mm-hmm. that um, awake mm-hmm. and vulnerable and real and present and see what happens. Because I think that 
So you know, true. The healing that we need, <laughs> it can be so different from person to person. Yeah. But we're kind of encasing it and locking it away from ourselves in our own kind of tightness. Mm. And so it's like if we're still holding on tightly even to our desire to heal yeah. or to heal another, then, you know, it's coming through a very tight, narrow yeah. tube, so to <laughs> right. speak. You a, know? Straw. a straw. A straw. Right. Trying to suck up the ocean with a straw. <laughs> right, exactly. That's exhausting. And That's we don't want to do that. And it doesn't feel as good. Yeah. I mean, it can be beneficial. You can still get some water, salty water. Sorry, ocean. <laughs> Maybe not the best <laughs> metaphor. But you're right. When you're, you are the ocean or you're open to just seeing and letting that horizon go on and on, right? Then everybody can stand in that. Everyone can receive that. Yeah. And to be awake to that. And I think know? that I think that part of that, like we've been talking about with the Reiki yeah. uh, practice and background, is that, you know, as a facilitator or practitioner sure. uh, holding space for someone, uh, you know, we can't, I think, we can't be too tightly held on to an idea of what someone else needs. Yeah, or especially true. a group. Like, right. Does the whole group or need the people. same thing? <laughs> Never. <laughs> so if we're open, yeah. then maybe the best and maybe above and beyond what we need to even do is just give people permission to open their mm. clenched hands mm. that so want to receive right. something. Right. We don't even know necessarily what they need. Right. Even if we know what they want to receive, what they need. But I think being, be you being that space, beyond the sound, beyond the tea, beyond all of that, you just being that space, that open space, allows others to start to open up and start to soften in it because they can feel safe and welcomed and all of those benefits because it's already surrounding them in a gentle way, like you said before. But I think it's a, they can meet you there. They don't have to go through all this other junk to find that in you. Because it's already hard to find it in ourselves mm -hmm. if we don't have a practice. But if you're out in the world being that open space or that peace or healing, then it can just be free to resonate on and on. Right? I mean, that's really what I love about your work most. And all the work that I've seen you do, so many different talents, right? And in each one, what really stitches it all together is you. You and your, your open heart, your beingness, your deepness, through your practice and your, what you've learned. Thank you. Yeah, that's the big gift. Thank you. Thanks for talking with me today. Thanks for having me here. Thank you, Max Raphael, for all of our deep conversations and for being on this podcast today. I so appreciate your love and deep listening and for sharing your wisdom about sound and sound healing. I also am so grateful for your edits and your help with this podcast and making it sound so wonderful. So thank you for that. I hope you all enjoyed this conversation today. And if you want to find out more about Max's work, his recordings and videos are at 
trueresonance.net. Also on his website are two of my favorite CDs of his that feature Tibetan singing bowls, native flute, and wind chimes. Thank you for listening to the Be The Light podcast and for shining your light into your life, becoming part of this momentum of positive change and healing. I'm your host, Maria Kammerer. You can find out more about my work at attunecincinnati.com.